0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick.
1: Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and this is David Smith. hello. The executive director of Illinois Family Action. Voters in the 49th state senate district have a very clear choice. They do. Conservative Republican Tom McCullough. Mm, yes. And lower taxes, job growth, and common sense values. Pro-life, pro-family. Or liberal, regressive Democrat Meg Capel.
2: Left-winger.
1: Yep, higher taxes, fewer jobs, and an extreme leftist agenda. That's right. We're joined by none other than Tom McCullough.
2: Welcome, Tom. Thanks Hi for guys. joining us.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so
0: much. It's a
2: privilege to highlight your race against Madigan's machine, you might say.
0: Yeah, it's been known as the Madigan machine. She has a staffer now for Mike Madigan, so it's fair to say that she says she's anti-corruption, but then she... Jumps in the pool with all the corrupt people.
2: And and despite the fact that Michael Madigan is under investigation by the FBI, he's doling out millions of dollars, literally $2 million he transferred over to the Democratic Party of Illinois recently so that he can fund races uh, like yours. Uh, for the opponent, for, for, yeah, I would say for not, my opponent is definitely getting all the money. You're not getting any of it. So we asked her a
0: few times to to renounce Madigan, call for his resignation. She said that everybody deserves a fair chance. And for 40 years, we've seen the corrupt tax. If you look at ComEd, when you pay the when you pay your electric bill, you're paying a corrupt tax. Yes, you are. And a good person coined that term for me recently, and it really is. It's a corrupt tax, and it's it going is. to fund these races that are pushing out these extreme agendas that are completely against our society and the way we view things.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah, think about that. You had that high electric bill. Yeah. Thanks in large part to Michael Madigan. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Michael Madigan's got paid, and uh, we—I uh, better not say it—I <laughs> got the bill. How about that? Got we, the bill. We
0: got the bill. We for got sure. the
2: bill. So tell us, Tom about the 49th district, Senate district. Uh, what are the communities uh, e- within those boundaries?
0: So it's uh, Plainfield, Shorewood, Oswego, a little bit of Montgomery, a little bit of Aurora, a little bit of Naperville, a little bit of Crest Hill, a little bit of Romeoville, half of Brook, and a quarter of Joliet. And there might be one small, like a quarter block of a town that I missed. But yeah. it's one of those gerrymandered districts where they try to expand as much as possible. So they give you a quarter of this and a half of that. But it's a uh, it's really down home. I love, I moved from Cook County out to where I live because I've got cornfields for a backyard and Walmarts <laughs> five minutes for me. Great schools. And uh, I love the area and the people are phenomenal.
2: Conservative uh, values out there
1: overwhelmingly
0: yes. shouldn't
2: be a Senate, a Democratic uh, stronghold, should it?
1: It shouldn't be. But they're trying to bring Chicago values to Will County. Yeah, they and
2: That's a problem.
1: Are. Yes, absolutely a problem.
2: And that's what what happens when Michael Madigan has the power to draw the map. And that's why it's so important that we don't let him have that power uh, in two years. And hopefully we'll see him be indicted by the, the federal government pretty soon. But it would be even better if you won that seat. So tell me, Tom. What are you doing to get your message out and what are you telling people are the top reasons why they should vote for you?
0: So I'm walking every day. I'm online. I'm doing as uh, I've been in the newspapers and media so many times, good. you know, just pushing a good conservative message, you know, family values, making sure that, you know, I can do things to make my wife and children happy and that's kind of where life goes for me. Um we're walking every day we're putting out over a thousand yard signs we're active online we're active in the streets we're really just pushing the message the best we can and if you want to vote for a growing business base in illinois you know vote for me you want to vote for no unfair tax and my opponent's talking about tax and retirement accounts to pay for pensions Probably not the best thing to do no. is taxing anybody's retirement accounts. We've been taxed to the oblivion forever. Well,
2: why, why would we give Springfield politicians more of our tax resources when they've been utterly irresponsible with what they've had? And so,
1: just, And just think about that. That uh, so-called fair tax, the progressive tax, the graduated income tax, whatever you want to call it, the tax hike amendment, it's supported by Michael Madigan, yes. Governor Pritzker, yes. And we got a flyer in the mail. It's also supported by Planned
2: Parenthood Action. Planned Parenthood. So that tells you when when the left is coalescing behind an issue. Maybe it's a good idea if conservatives vote against it. What do you say, Tom?
0: I couldn't agree more. And if you have to spend 2 billion dollars to make 3 billion dollars in tax revenue, I mean something is way out of whack with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah,
2: do not you so think? <laughs> we
0: got to spend 2 billion to make sure people understand that this is really good for them. No, it's uh it's it's, it's not. People know taxes equal
1: more bad. And the the thing about taxing retirement income. Yeah. Wow. Uh she hasn't disavowed that, your opponent. Oh, she said four times that she doesn't want to tax, but she's also on record stating
0: a few times that she does want to tax that. So it's one of those pander to the masses and lie, lie, lie to get her point across so she can win. Tell and the right go
2: crowd the right thing.
0: Tell the right crowd the right thing. Yeah, and I, I've been on a, message
1: the whole time with the as same. As a guy who's almost 64, that would be like the last straw for me to, you know, If that happens, I'm out of Illinois. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I don't blame you. I hope to
0: make Illinois good enough again for you to want to move back to Illinois. So I have a few people that are saying they moved out of state. And I'm like, well, after a few years, I hope we can make it good enough to where you want to move back into Illinois and bring your family back into it. Because what we're really pushing for is generational change. Yeah. And we want generational change where people want to raise their children, bring their children here. They want to have families. They want businesses to expand. And they want to make things great and live inside the state. So I'm pushing for generational change, which is why I'm running for state senate where I can have that impact.
2: Well, I'm glad that you stepped up to do that. We need good, godly men to step up and uh, challenge the status quo in the state of Illinois. Um, tell me, though, I want, I'm curious, what what kind of response are you getting when you go door to door and when you meet with the just general public, are they receptive to your message? Are they encouraged? Do you think they're going to come out and vote? Every time I knock the door,
0: we talk about a few things, you know, parental choice for kids to go to school for getting the state open, having the businesses open, not wanting to defund the police, making sure that our law enforcement is supported and making sure that we don't have more taxes in the state. And it's overwhelming support for those issues. And I'm telling them the one way you can make your voice heard is by going to that poll and making sure your vote is counted.
2: Amen. So so, um, school openings... No more shutdown. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm
0: for parental choice for school. So if you feel that your child's good enough to go to school, go to school. And if if your child has an issue, stay home. But I want, because well, that's the, a
2: novel idea, mean, right. letting the parents make the decision and not oh. big government.
0: Oh, not big government. So I, I, I obviously I'm not for, <laughs> N- government, Nanny Governor government. Pritzker? but right. governor Pritzker knows best. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's the same guy who told us we can't go to church and worship God, but it was okay to go and burn down buildings and loot and riot. Yeah, that was and fine. That
2: was just called a peaceful protest.
0: It was a peaceful, mostly peaceful <laughs> Most, protest. Mostly you have peaceful. to quantify it now. <laughs> so, I mean, I was right with you guys when we were talking about opening up the churches and getting things back open, I was Amen. trying to help behind the scenes and push for that. And we you're pushing for Joe's shoe shop that was closed down. We can go to Walmart and Target and buy shoes, but the small businesses are really the ones that took the biggest hit.
2: And how are the neighborhood restaurants going to survive if they can't? Uh, in January, in December, and January, when the weather turns bad, nobody's going to sit outside and have a, um, you know, their meal.
0: So I spent 20 years in restaurants and mm-hmm. a lot of my friends own restaurants and I was a regional manager for a restaurant company before I became a contractor and I had 5,000 employees over 100 restaurants and every single day we would follow our food and safety protocols I mean that place is sanitized clean everything's time temperature held Absolutely. if somebody wasn't feeling good they were ordered not to go not to come to work that day so we followed more than what the CDC guidelines even have but to say that my friends' restaurants can' not open, because of an arbitrary order by the governor, sure. how many people lost their entire life savings? Restaurant industry is very hard. And to not have those people have the ability to come back and even have a chance to fight for their savings is is to me is beyond
1: outrageous.
2: Yeah, and it goes beyond just restaurants though yeah. too, doesn't yeah. it?
1: Everywhere. Think yeah. about it. the governor's not hurting. You know, no. he's, he's got a couple of big plantations up what, in <laughs> Wisconsin and down in Florida, you yep. know? Yep. He's free to go there and he's got his staff all, all nicely paid. But uh, the, the poor restaurant worker is struggling to make ends meet. It might be part of JB's diet plan to close down as many buffets as he
0: can so he doesn't have to worry about going there. I don't know if I could say that here, but I definitely <laughs> no, wanted to put that you out. You did say it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think his doctor's like, you need to not do that anymore. He's like, let's just close them all down. Close them down. There you go. That's
2: an easy way to deal with it. <laughs>
0: Take yourself away from the wants.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, you're a conservative Republican. You're a husband. Father of two young girls, small business owner, executive director of the Forgotten Warrior Memorial. Mm, and, tell and, us more about that. And Canines for Veterans. Wow, right. Uh, so I'm an executive director for Canines for
0: Veterans. Uh, we train service animals for veterans with PTSD and also sexual trauma victims. Um, so during this pandemic and the shutdown, a lot of our vets were scared to be inside, and we had a We've done a lot. We've taken a lot of phone calls to try to help as many people as we can, but. What we do for vets every day. So we, when, when we get the dogs, we get them from kill shelters only. So that, so the dogs go to the, we save them from dying, and then sure. we bring them out to try we to save other. Them. Yeah, we rescue them. We, yep. s- we bring them out to vets to help them train through their lives. But we also pay for the medical bills and also the food for the life of the dog and the vet, so that there's no additional or added cost for the veteran to have that dog. Which is one of the biggest reasons why PTSD uh, victims don't have a service animal is because they charge them ten grand for a dog, wow. and then they got to pay for the food and everything. But and the a lot vet of them, yeah. yeah, but a lot of them are on fixed incomes, and so the the Forgotten Warrior Memorials in Shanahan, and it's the first one in the country for veterans who died from PTSD through suicide. Wow! So we did that to bring awareness uh, to the cause some more, and also a place to know that these people lost their fight. But you can come here and then resonate. We've got uh, we've got a beautiful trees in the background, a waterfall. You can really hear some great things. And I'll go there and check the flags three or four times a week because we have a big monument there, and there's always people sitting there by themselves, and like some of them are wearing their hats some of them are crying and it's just knowing that it's actually helping people and it's wow. it's great
2: so Sh- shanahan is uh, a, a suburb of juliet right uh
0: yeah it's on the right outskirts. off of i-80 right off of i-80 yeah so if you go out there it's at the uh, shanahan state park they can google it and find they it they can google it and find it it's a forgotten warrior memorial and it's gorgeous Wonderful. And we had somebody to face it once, so now we had to put up gates, and they spray painted that it. That wouldn't be
2: the Antifa uh, folks, uh, would it? They
0: be? put some really nasty stuff on those memorials. Really? Yeah. So how,
2: how much hate do you have to? I mean, you've got to be rotting inside to do something like that.
0: It uh, it's it makes me emotional when the when we pulled up and we saw the uh, the, the swastikas and stuff that were spray painted no, on the memorial. No. Yeah. And and knowing that the granite, it's really hard to get spray paint out of the, the granite. The, the, yeah,
1: it's really hard. Sure. So people who fought. For our freedom,
2: yeah, are
1: be valued this way. Yeah. So when you
0: fight for America, you don't sign up for a Democrat, you don't sign up for a Republican, you sign up for the American ideal for everybody. Amen. You know, and that's when when I, when I when I when I want to represent my district and go in, it's for everybody. You know, you're we live in a constitutional republic where everybody has to be represented. Yeah. You know, and that's
2: well. Thank you for your work on that. Thank you for helping the vets. Um, it, we, we need, we owe them, we owe them love, respect, and support. We don't owe them uh, disrespect and hate. Uh, and of course, these American haters are going to hate, aren't they? Yeah. It's a
1: shame. Yeah. Haters are going to hate, right? I think somebody <laughs> said that once, yes. Yeah. Well, Tom is also a big advocate for our police officers. We want to talk about that uh, when
3: Illinois Family Spotlight continues. Can the Obergefell disaster be fixed? For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. On the first day of its new term, the Supreme Court refused to hear an appeal from Kim Davis, the Kentucky County clerk who refused to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples following the Obergefell decision, which mandated same-sex marriage on the nation. Justices Thomas and Alito, while agreeing with the court's denial of appeal, issued a remarkable accompanying opinion stating bluntly Obergefell has had ruinous consequences for religious liberty because of Obergefell, wrote the justices, believers in traditional marriage are easily labeled bigots, making their religious liberty concerns much easier to dismiss. It's a conflict putting lives and livelihoods at risk, and it must be addressed. Or as Justices Thomas and Alito put it, quote, by choosing to privilege a novel constitutional right over the religious liberty interests explicitly protected in the First Amendment, the court has created a problem only it can fix. Sounds like a gauntlet has been thrown to me. I'm John Street.
1: Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here along with Dave Smith, yeah, hello. the Executive Director of Illinois Family Action. We're joined by Tom McCullough, the Republican candidate for the 49th State Senate District seat. He is a conservative, pro-life, pro-family. Uh, pro- In the
2: fal- far southwest suburbs of Chicagoland.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Joliet. Joliet, Bolingbrook, Naperville. Romeoville, yep.
2: Plainfield,
0: Shorewood,
1: Shorewood, all those good areas. I wish I could vote for him. I live yeah? in Green. No yeah, kidding. Me but, too. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> but uh, I, I do support his efforts to uh, Amen. win this uh, state senate seat that uh, could go to a liberal regressive Democrat, Med Cappel, if we don't uh, join forces and help put him into office. Tom, you're a big advocate for police officers. You have helped organize uh, several Tom, you're a big advocate for police officers. You've helped to organize several big back-the-blue rallies uh, out in the suburbs that you will want to represent. And the turnout has really been tremendous. Why do you think that is? Because at the end of the day, people want to be safe.
0: And they know that safety is from law enforcement. And I think we have a media problem and we don't have a police problem here in this country. <laughs> I love that, so that's good, when during the height so of the, good. During the height of the riots in June, somebody told me that masks were polling better than police. And I'm like, you know, let's change that. So I, I did the Back the Blue rally in Plainfield. We had 150 cars show up in the downpour. And yeah. it was it was born from there. And then we went into Chicago right after they took down the Columbus statue. And we had tons of people, man, Mankow, Muller, John Cotton, Zara, everybody was there. And we had all these Antifa people across the street from us. And they were, like, yelling and screaming and, you know, saying obscenities and all these sure. terrible things. And we're telling them, go back to your mother's basement. You know, it was fun. <laughs> we had a good time with it. But between us and them, it was a very thin blue line of police helmets. Yeah. And it was, like, when I was standing up on the stage, it was, like, looking at that flag where it showed the thin blue line. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. was literally, like, I had, like, a vision. Like, it was, like, right there. It was beautiful. It was just it. But uh, my opponent said she wants to defund the police and called them implicitly racist against uh, African Americans.
2: Yeah, you know, see, see, this is the problem. Uh, leftists want to denigrate the cops who already have a very, very hard job. Um, you know, the challenge should be for your opponent and other Democrats who want to defund the police, go through the training. See yeah. how you would react when you're faced with a, a situation, an aggressive person. What would you do? How would you handle putting that person uh, under control or when would you pull your your weapon if your life was threatened.
0: So everybody wants to armchair quarterback when they're yeah. watching the Bears play. You know, but it takes fifteen camera angles, but we better. it takes, could, it takes, we it takes could twenty referees, <laughs> but you've got you've got police officers who have one camera, one angle, and everybody's second guessing their decision. You wow. know, it's hard. You know, that's one the the biggest point was all the police stations and officers and you know, police captains and chiefs I've talked to, they said, We're scared of that one 10-second clip that can have either rioting or have us lose our officers. They're scared of that one clip Yeah, that it yeah. comes down to. So every interaction they have comes down to a 10-second clip that terrifies.
2: Or that. the a media who is out to get them, they don't tell you the rest of the story, like that Freddy guy up in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you the rest of the story that he had enough fentanyl in his system that was going to kill him anyway, and that's why he couldn't breathe. They don't tell you that part of it. And they don't tell this, the community that.
0: Like I
1: said, we have a media problem, not
0: We a do, problem. and
2: that you're, you're spot on. Uh, how
1: is that going over, these rallies? How are these rallies going over with uh, female voters in yeah. your district? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they tend to skew Democratic with, with their votes, but are they concerned about their safety?
2: Yeah, yeah, Especially
1: in, in the wake of these riots. So I think
0: when you have Naperville as one of the most safest cities in the country historically, you know, over time they've got newspaper articles on it. When you got active rioting... One of rioting, the best
2: places to live and raise a family, right?
0: Absolutely. When you've got active rioting and looting on your main street, Ooh. I think that put everything in perspective for people. Same thing in Plainfield. They were shutting streets down with salt trucks and putting snipers on top of it so it wouldn't come to us. So everybody had a very general fear that their safety was in, was, was in question. Absolutely. And then politicians first were responsibilities to public safety amen and when you have somebody's talking about defunding the police you know you should look for the only person that's been consistently supporting the law enforcement supporting law and safety if you want your family to be safe
1: how do you bring more
0: jobs to will county uh, I think we've reduced the tax rate. We defeat the, uh, we defeat the progressive income tax. We allow that base to grow. We, instead of taking the extra revenue from the high earners away, we allow them to expand their businesses. And then we can expand our, our worker base and then therefore bring up the community around it. And that's how you bring more jobs to anywhere in the state.
1: Can we still run our business businesses and uh, go to schools uh, safely during this pandemic? I believe we can.
0: I think if you uh, if can wash hands and, and follow social distancing, you can do anything. And I think you can go to work every day and, and not have an issue with that.
2: What do you think about education choice? In other words, vouchers following students uh, for private education. I support that. I also support public charter schools as well. Good. That's education choice. Absolutely. Expand the choices, right? Expand the choices. How about rolling back Medicaid abortion um, funding. I don't think there should be
0: any state funding for abortion. I don't think abortion should exist in the form that it is in Illinois right now. And your opponent? My opponent's way for, she's for the extreme late-term abortion up to the minute of birth. I mean, there's with Heather Steins. So that's Stein. Senate
2: Bill 25, Yep.
0: She's with Heather Steins, and she's with the other people that are. Uh, Kelly
2: Cassidy, yeah. yeah.
0: She's with all those people that are supporting that. It's. Um, she got, got campaign money from Heather Steins. She got campaign donations from Heather Steins and an endorsement from Laura Underwood. Yeah. who is trying to push that national? And so now. these are
2: big Planned Parenthood, personal Pack, Emily's List um, um, heroes, if you will. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: Heather Stein's one of the architects of taxpayer funding of abortion yeah. in Illinois. That's who she's taking money from. That's who she's taking money and bragging about it from.
2: How about um, the 3rd third, the third Judicial District, which go, runs through the Senate District 49, Thomas Kilbride is up for retention. How important is that race um, in Illinois?
0: So I, if, you, if you're if you in his district, vote no on retention for Kilbride. You know, you have Madigan, who's in his back pocket. He's you a know, Democrat. He's a Democrat. Yeah, yep. he's got Madigan in his back pocket. He's voted no on the... Uh, fair maps. He's voted no on the fair maps. Yep. He's voted no on everything that's important for us here in sure. Illinois. You vote no on retention. And I think we can really get a fair map push in Illinois. And I think we can start seeing a lot more security for our Second Amendment as well. So,
2: so folks understand, if Tom Kilbride is voted, if we vote no and he doesn't get retained, that would bring the court to three to three, three Republicans, three Democrats on the Illinois State Supreme Court. And in two years, there'd be a runoff. There'd be somebody running and a Democrat and as a Republican, and there's a good chance because this area went for Trump by four points uh, in 2016, that we could have a majority Republican Supreme Court in, in deep blue Illinois. Wouldn't that be something?
0: That would be one of the greatest things to happen in the state, because we could really start pushing back on a lot, of, a lot of the unconstitutional avenues that Madigan and the other people have been going down. We might even see Madigan get taken off or taken out if that happens, well, which hope- is why he's pushing Hopefully the feds hard. will get
2: him first.
1: I hope.
0: Huh? Before that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, who knows? If Joe Biden is elected president, Right. well, there goes well, the federal uh, we- investigation. Exactly. Of- so I-, I wonder, what would you say to some folks who are contemplating leaving Illinois. Their taxes are too high. Uh, Illinois is an abortion destination now. There's so much corruption in the state. What do you say to people? I've never been one to run from a fight. And uh, my family,
0: my roots, and everybody I have around here are here in Illinois. And instead of running and going to another state and trying to make do with it, stay here, stay fight, vote for the good things, and try to push for the legislation and bring your home back to where it is. You know, I don't like when people come into my house and tell me things and do things and change things around. You have the opportunity to stand inside your own house and fight for it. Amen. I say stay here, stand your ground, and let's make things Illinois better.
2: has a lot of potential, doesn't it?
0: It's, it's one of the best states in the world. You go down to southern Illinois, you've got Garden of the Gods. It's one of the most incredible state there. parks great. in the entire country. <laughs> and as soon as you leave Chicago, you see cornfields and you remind yourself that we're not just Chicago we're not right. just buildings we're cornfields we're farmers we're small-town apple pie USA is right here in the Midwest in Illinois and you just have to go an hour to see hey, that
2: route 66 starts right in what Pontiac Illinois or something like literally that literally
0: in Pontiac Illinois yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like an hour south of us right yeah, now not,
2: not far at all and then and then you've got we're um, a railroad Tra- hub
1: transportation
2: yeah so we, we've got a lot of great potential that the Democrats are missing mismanaging and um wasting and we need responsible adults to come into springfield and turn this thing around
0: absolutely one of my biggest pushes is bringing the voice back to illinois because i think madigan stifled the rest of illinois's voice yes and i want to bring the voice back to the people outside of it and let them know and remind them that their voice matters when people say hey i've given up on illinois i'm like you still live here that's and right. you still have things. One of my good friends, Gary Franchi, he said, well, I've lived here my whole life, and I don't know how this is going. And now he's engaging. He's starting to see how much of an impact he can have locally That's right. and remind everybody to do the same thing. Stay local.
2: There's a group of state lawmakers in southern Illinois. They're, they've dubbed the Eastern Bloc, right? And it includes you know Darren Bailey and Chris Miller and Blaine Willauer and um, a bunch of other guys, Brad Holbrook and, mm-hmm. anyway, Dan Culkins. I'm not going to remember all of them. But, um, you know, it's good to have that kind of strength. Um, among Republican conservatives, and we need to grow on that. And it would be wonderful. Um, Darren Bailey's running for the uh, Illinois Senate. He's going to probably, I mean, he's going to win. He's going to win, yeah. He's going to be in. Um, You know, Jeanette Ward is running from the Elgin area. She may win. Um, Boy, it would be great to see you join them in the Illinois Senate and have a kind of a new block. Uh, conservative caucus, if you will, yes. in the Illinois Senate, making a stand and pushing back.
0: I can't wait, and I hope that happens, because uh, uh, as you know, he came up for me a few weeks ago, Mr. Bailey, and uh, you know, me and him get along great, and there's a lot of people that we, get a, we resonate with, and I can't wait to hopefully work with them and start changing things and yep. putting the good fights out and start doing the things that we're supposed to be doing as
1: lawmakers. Now, Amen. one thing you mentioned earlier is that you're hoping that people vote in person in person what's the value of that yeah so we live in illinois and uh, <laughs> said i enough. think I don't think i need to go any further
0: but in order to make sure your vote counts yeah. you know if you're voting by mail drive it to your county clerk's office drop it in the box but i'm a big fan and i push heavily on voting in person early because you know because we have pritzker so who knows he's gonna be like oh we can only close it down to one voting location i say vote early vote in person and make sure your vote counts
2: so One of the concerns that I have is the United States Postal Service, the union, has endorsed Joe Biden. Um, Does that give you an indication on on maybe whose ballots they may or may not deliver so it comes
0: down to people so I mean I think it's uh right I and mean, you saw in New Jersey they threw 40,000 mail-in ballots right. in a dumpster right you know so who's to say that they're not organized on the local level out here or who knows what that one person's gonna sneak off and throw a hundred ballots out well they wouldn't do that in Illinois no never <laughs> never so that's why I say go in person and vote make sure that voice make sure your voice is heard and your vote is counted
2: well yeah. you know what concerns me too and you know this is a longtime news Newsman here in Illinois, Monty, yep. you've seen how uh, certain precincts are held back from delivering the votes until they find out what's the deficit they need to overcome.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we need about 2,500
0: votes here. Yeah. yeah. I so how many storage lockers have pre filled ballots right exactly, now, is what I'm saying. You know? Exactly. Because all they have to do is make sure it's postmarked by a certain time and then it's thrown. And they're trying to get rid of postmarks in Illinois, too. Well, we can't afford that as a state. I'm like, oh. That's election fraud. And then then you've got
2: states who are saying now that they're going to wait up to two weeks to see how many come in through the mail late. Um, You know, dragging out the national election from November 3rd to Thanksgiving is ridiculous.
0: My biggest fear is you're going to have CNN or Fox calling races differently for a state. Yep. And then they're pushing it out and then they're going to make people go crazy. There's Fox is going to call, say, Florida for Trump. And then you've got CNN calling Florida for Biden. Yep. And they won't budge on it. And then you're doing that across the entire country. Now, I, I with the, with the temperature of this nation and the way things are going, I think that's one of the scariest. It's We're living very scary in the most historic thirty days you will ever see.
2: I think right here and right now. I'm telling people to stock up on toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> and water for the days after the, um, November third. But um, you know, it, it isn't a joking matter because we know the human condition. In how desperate the left is, the godless left, they're not above cheating to get their way. And again, if they find out that they need 2,500 votes in a particular precinct, they may just be able to find that in the mail-in votes that come in after November 3rd. And that scares me.
1: Yep. Tom, you you picked up a pretty important endorsement uh, from what, the Will County Sheriff's? The sheriff's, uh, sheriff's Deputy <laughs> Union. Uh you know my opponent didn't even show up for the
0: endorsement interview i walked in the room and uh you I was want to there. talk
2: about disrespect
0: that was complete disrespect so i walked in the room and uh everybody stood up and started clapping and i'm like oh okay this is going to be okay <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> and then uh, and so
0: then they told me about me for a little bit and uh then i you know we we verified you know my my stance with the law enforcement i received the endorsement and it was you know because of the work we do for the law enforcement officers Amen. you know we got to back the blue because their jobs are very important Amen.
1: Well, Will County voters, voters in the 49th State Senate District, have a chance to chip away at the Democratic stranglehold here in Illinois. And the choice they need to make is Tom McCullough.
2: Not not only did he get the police endorsement but he's also got illinois family actions endorsement
1: right so that's important equally important (laughs) and to to accept our endorsement shows you have courage my friend amen so i have one message for
0: people who are listening to this if you have an opportunity we need election judges across the state across will county it is a video training online and you can be there at the at the county offices and the county buildings to certify these mail-in ballots and make sure that these people don't cheat and you just feed the scantrons say that
2: again this is so you're policing so you want good honest conservative christians especially to step up and become judges of the election so that there isn't cheating going on
0: because so there isn't cheating going on we need good honest people to sit Amen. there and make sure that we are counting and we hold the uh, integrity of this election up. If there was ever a time to be active and do the things to make sure that we're good, right now is it.
2: And that's a paid position. It and they a just paid recently position. increased the amount to
0: 250 $250.
2: For the day. And it's a long day, but it's still, it went from 150 to 250 so It's worth a while now. It's, it's Yeah, well, it makes it more worth <laughs> yeah. a while. Well. And guess what? If you have a 17-year-old at home, they she or he can do it now so 17 and above so for a full day's work 250 and you're serving your neighbors
0: and it's a quick online training video you register with your county and then you're in there and you're making sure that our election process is good great
2: great public service announcement tom great how do people get a hold of you if they want to learn more maybe they want to send you a check where do they go
0: Um, So you can go to McCullough for Senate, M-C-C-U-L-L-A-G-H, the number four, and then Senate.com or Facebook.
2: Just look for Tom McCullough for State State Senate.
0: State Senate. Spell your name out again slowly. It's uh, M-C-C-U-L-L-A-G-H.
1: Okay, there you go. Dave, we have voter guides available.
2: We do. We're running very short. But you know what? If you want to get them out Tom to McCullough your neighbors... Tom filled one out. That's right. Um, we have candidates. If you don't know where the candidates stand, well, we surveyed all the candidates running for state legislature and federal, um, and we have that reported in our voter guide. You can tell where they stand, if they align with your your values, and uh, and then you can share that voter guide with your family and friends and neighbors. And so please... Go to illinoisfamily.org. Click the button that says Voter Guide Information or Voter Resources, and uh, you can check that out there. And if you need bulk quantities for your church, your civic group, your Tea Party, um, give us a call: 708-781-9328. That's 708-781-9328. And uh, you want a hundred or do you want a thousand? We've got one person that's stopping by today uh, to get a thousand voter guides to walk her precinct. It's it's a blessing.
1: Well, uh, I'll be walking my precinct and putting on new shoes to do it. So, carrying <laughs> <laughs> that water,
0: Tom. Uh, once again, your website. M-C-C-U-L-L-A-G-H, the number four, and then senate.com. And just remind people that 2020 is not just a fight for the heart and soul of our country. It's a fight for the heart and soul of our nation. It's a fight for the lives of unborn children. It's a fight against socialism. And it's a fight to keep our neighborhoods safe.
2: Amen. And you you are accepting donations as little as $10 uh, or going up to what?
0: Uh, 5800 per person.
2: $5,800 a person. And can you use those resources against your multimillion-dollar-backed uh, mm. um, opponent?
0: All my donations have been 5 and $10 donations, Amen. and we've raised pretty good. You Amen. Because I've, I've stayed away from the big groups, and I've stayed away from all the big uh, Madigan-backed machine people, and I refuse to take that, so every single
1: dollar helps.
2: Amen. So, again, we support and endorse Tom McCullough for Senate.
1: Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you, Dave. And thank you, folks, for tuning in. Remember, uh, please tell your friends and families about Illinois Family Spotlight. Stay active, stay healthy, and God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.